Hello and welcome to K-Botak, a short podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas with me, John. This episode, we're going to be talking about two 2021 Korean thriller movies that are very good. Korea has a rich tradition of thrillers from I Saw the Devil, The Man from Nowhere, to Park Hoon Jung and Park Chan-wook's basically entire filmographies. It seems like the genre is still going strong now, with two movies that are under an hour and 45 minutes, and respectively deliver a twisty, suspenseful tale, and a rollicking action movie, respectively. So, what are we talking about? We've got Recalled and Midnight. Firstly, Recalled uh, is a movie that came out earlier this year, uh, starring So Ye Ji as Sujin and Kim Kang Woo as Ji Hoon. It's directed by So Yu Min and uh, seems to be her directorial debut. She apparently has another movie, Secret, on the way. Uh, she started out as a screenwriter. In this movie, Sujin wakes up with amnesia, with her husband caring for her, or at least he claims to be her husband, and as the movie wears on, she begins to suspect that the people around her are maybe not who they say they are, especially the person saying that he's the husband. She doesn't have any memories and she's having to be reintroduced to her home, uh, to every aspect of her life. Eventually she happens upon co-workers who tell her things that make her even more frightened. And on top of that, she is having uh, these sort of episodes or visions where she feels that she's seeing the future. Now, she might not actually be seeing the future, but this is what she takes it to be and uh, thinks that uh, she can see when people are going to die or when something bad is going to happen to them. Obviously, we've seen that movie before. That's a, a familiar trope. It's not that movie, um, but this is one of the side effects that Sujin is having from uh, the experience that she's had. So she's uh, experiencing a lot of uncertainty, and this movie is kind of about, uh, I think, the vulnerability of having no memories. Like, if you woke up one day and you didn't remember anything about yourself or the world, you would just have to trust the people that were around you, and you'd have to trust that they were telling you the truth, um, and that they weren't taking advantage of you, and didn't intend uh, anything violent, abusive, uh, or extortionate against you. It's a pretty frail position to be in, and I think that um, between the writing and directing and uh, Seo Yeji uh, in this role, it shows that extremely well. Um, much like a good horror movie, the most tense scenes are set in the most intimate setting, which is the flat in the bedroom um, that Sujin uh, inhabits with, uh, with her husband, and uh, I think this is always something that is quite effectively scary in horror and suspense films. Um, traditionally, if you're watching a scary movie, and uh, you, uh, you you know you don't want to see what's happening. You, you cover your eyes. You feel like you're safe on the sofa or in bed. And so a lot of horror movies take advantage of that by um, having scenes that take place when people are asleep or when you're in your comfort zone. Um, so th this uh, this does that as well, and it's borrowing a little bit from from horror uh, again in those um, prediction sequences. The plotting of this is very unpredictable, and uh, when I saw it at the time, I remember thinking this is one of the reasons I love uh, Korean movies so much, because they just reject the 
uh, quite predictable plotting of a lot of Hollywood movies. I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen next. The plot twists come in thick and fast. Um, it's a very short movie. It's only 100 minutes, and it just doesn't waste any time. It's always throwing exciting developments at you. You always have questions about the characters, um, and it doesn't spend any time uh, resting on its laurels. So I'm not going to go too far into what happens because uh, things start uh, moving pretty quickly. I think that the performance by uh, Yeji Seo is uh, really, really good. Um, she kind of anchors the whole movie. Um, you're always uh, seeing shots of her, sometimes close up, sometimes in various environments. Um, and you're going along with her as she's processing what's happening and trying to uh, understand, you know, what is going on around her. I think that she communicates the, like I say, the vulnerability of amnesia and the horror and often panic that she experiences as her memory comes back. I think she does all of that really well. Um, it makes good use of quite limited sets. It's basically set in a few offices, a few clinics, uh, a couple of flats, um, and uh, the kind of the environs of the building where they live and a construction site which without spoiling anything I think uh, it makes very good use of and it, it builds to uh, a climax really really well um, so it, to me it sort of felt like a really strong episode of a procedural drama or something just with a focus on the su suspects um, I could imagine this as a story but you'd be following the detectives there's a couple of detectives um, bumbling around in, in this uh, as well um, if they were slightly more competent, you might be following them as the protagonists and finding out what happened. It just has that energy of a good episode of classic TV um, with a with a fantastic mystery. Um, it's well worth a watch. And again, something I really love about the movie scene in South Korea right now, there should be a place for this kind of small-scale thriller drama with up-and-coming actors. Everyone's getting a good workout of their creative and, and acting muscles, and it's just entertaining front to back, um, never drags. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, Recalled is uh, a good choice. Next up, we've got Midnight, and this movie, as far as I can make out from what I've read, knocked Seobok off... Uh, off the top spot at Korean cinemas earlier this year, Seobok being obviously my favourite movie of the year so far, um, but this is extremely good as well. So this is We Ha Jun from Squid Game, basically stealing the show as Doshik. Uh, after watching this, he could uh, go on to inherit Choi Min Sik's job of being the go-to homicidal maniac in uh, Korean cinema and uh, murder thrillers. Uh, Doshik is a cackling killer who lives in a van full of disguises and weaponry. Um, Jin Ki-ju uh, joins the cast as Kung-mi, a deaf-mute girl who works in customer service, and Park Hoon is Jong-tak, who works at a security company, uh, and Kim Hye-yoon is So-jong, uh, Jong-tak's sister. Uh, basically what happens is uh, Wee Ha Jun's uh, Doshik seems to emerge from his murder van at night time to hunt down vulnerable looking uh, people, uh, particularly women, um, and uh, lock them in the van and later on kill them. Uh, it's a familiar gruesome setup, 
um, for some of these uh, serial killer movies. Um, but uh, the twist is that one of his targets ends up as Kyungmi. He's gone after um, Sojong uh, and has captured her. Jongtak is looking for her, um, but Kyungmi, being a, a deaf mute girl, um, is now going to have to use her ingenuity um, and her smarts basically to uh, evade and escape uh, this very determined, very fast moving uh, serial killer. And this is where the uh, different aspect of the show comes out is that it's uh, about these two characters trying to outwit one another, and uh, Doshik becomes uh, quite obsessed with uh, hunting. Kyung me down. Although I feel that uh, obsession is probably part of his uh, psychological makeup anyway. Um, this is uh, very much a chase movie. A lot of it is spent with characters sprinting after one another. Uh, Doshik chases Kyung me and Sojong. Uh, Park Hoon is chasing Doshik. You've got police bumbling around uselessly in the middle of it all. Um, you spend a lot of this movie on dark streets and alleyways with people running for their lives. Um, it uh, has uh, a really great moment where it pulls out from the main shopping street that you see at one point, which is well lit, very busy, uh, and it shows the dark knots of alleyways that surround it. And it's kind of showing you Doshik's hunting ground. Um, everyone knows their shopping street. Um, everyone's familiar, and uh, we all know those streets that we know like the back of our hands. Um, but behind that, there are countless alleyways, side streets, dark little corners and places um, that are, at certain times of the night, pitch black and abandoned. And these are the places where uh, uh, this movie is saying uh, Doshik is going to get you. Um, he's almost, uh, I suppose if you wanted to do an artsy-fartsy read of it, you could think of him as kind of a characterization or a personification of uh, some of the threats uh, or some of the fears that you might have in the dark, uh, in, in an urban environment. The difference is that this character, Doshik, is all too real. Um, and uh, there is a moment, for example, in the police station showing how a, an abusive and forceful man uh, who's putting on a big personality and uh, pushing around the, the people around him can put women in danger even literally under the eyes of law enforcement. The police officers uh, that turn up in this are Chief Wiggum. Um, they're basically headless chickens. They're running around at one point. They're apologizing to Doshik because he's completely pulled the wool over their eyes. Um, but uh, it's not completely cartoonish. At this scene, he bullshits his way through their questioning um, and begins threatening Kyungmi and her mum, who's also deaf and mute, literally inside the police station. Um, and they're frightened for their lives while there are uh, cops around. Perhaps a commentary on uh, the efficacy of uh, uh, of the police uh, and uh, and how much help they can actually be, or perhaps uh, it is uh, showing how this this kind of uh, this kind of man, uh, this kind of dangerous and very determined man, uh, finds very little within the rules of society to kind of stop him. And and so, I thought that was uh, quite an effective scene. It certainly made me feel. Uh, especially for these uh, female characters, that the, the danger didn't go away just because they went to the, the police. And as we know, tragically, 
that is often the case. Um, so perhaps uh, watching this uh, as a woman, that that would have uh, hit differently, or or I would have had more to say about it. But I think even so, um, uh, well observed, um, kind of a key scene for me because after that the police kind of step aside for most of the movie, and it is between um, Doshik and his uh, would be victims. Um, makes really good use like I say of all, all these dark streets and alleys but you've also got some good shining style moments where he's trying to force his way into various places they literally redo the the famous here's Johnny scene where he's coming through the door um, he's hunting hiding characters around uh, alleyways and trying to find them behind bins um, he's, uh, he's really monstrous and the way this is shot um, and the way he's characterised by We Had June all plays into that uh, brilliantly um, and the pace is just absolutely breathless um, so if recalled is uh, you know very psychological very much about uh, figuring out who's who and what's going on um, then yeah again midnight is all about um, just absolute full throttle uh, action uh, it is uh, uh, I think um, the kind of movie that could uh, fall apart very quickly um, if it was not directed convincingly, if if the writing didn't know what to do with itself, and crucially, if it didn't have the right cast, um, We Had June is perfect uh, for this role. He uh, obviously is a good leading man, but I mean, he puts so much menace and malevolence and manic energy into this character um, that uh, yeah, I just think he's uh, he absolutely kills it and uh, he brings the whole movie together uh, if you had someone who you know wasn't putting a hundred percent into it the way he is um or who w wasn't approaching it in this way it wouldn't have been as interesting to see it at all um but uh, all credit to him for playing such a such a vile uh, human being and uh and uh, creature basically but uh, so determinedly and and so well it's got an amazing use of sound this movie, uh, how it goes from the hubbub and noise of the street and the population centre to the silence that Kyungmi experiences, it really adds to the tension when it's just silent and Doshik is suddenly there. Um, Kyungmi also has all these visual alarms set up in her room, so she'll just see them going off to say that someone is moving or there's some sound. Uh, she's got them in the car as well to, to tell her when there's noise. Um, and you just know there's about to be trouble. Um, that's really fantastic, uh, the way it, it uses that kind of silence, but there's uh, there's a visual cue that something is about to happen, because usually the visual cue is the character, the enemy, the monster that you see on screen. Here it's just this little, um, uh, like a ticker or a light, um, and it's almost teasing you before you get the full reveal. So I think that was a really clever use um, of uh, of the visuals and the theming of uh, Kyungmi being deaf um, and uh, and the characters that it's working with I feel like this movie knew its characters really well um, and kind of mined every aspect of who they are and uh, how they experience the world um, so yeah no complaints really this is a great way to spend an hour and 40 minutes if you love a good thriller uh, it's got great action and peril it's very tense uh, it's won a couple of awards at uh, kind of genre uh, film festivals. Uh, there's nothing else listed for the director, who is Kwon Oh-seung at the moment, but I hope he's going to return soon because this was, uh, again, really impressive as a debut. Um, so, um, yeah, Midnight. 
no complaints whatsoever no notes if you can only see one of these movies um then see midnight uh because uh, i i think it's uh, genuinely terrific but i'd loved recalled as well i think these are both well worth your time i saw them on iqe which you now have access to if you're in the uk um you can also see them on view anywhere in uh, southeast asia um and uh, presumably in uh, you know other parts of the world there's there's other places to see these as well i think they're on viki uh, in the states um so there are places to see these uh tvn um got them onto uh, uh got them onto streaming pretty promptly and in fact uh, recalled was released simultaneously in the cinema and on streaming um so not hard to track down and uh, a good treat who doesn't love a good thriller um so yeah recalled and midnight what a good time uh, you can follow this show on at kbotakpod that's at k-b-o-t-a-k-p-o-d on twitter and instagram uh, really appreciate any retweets any shares uh, comments come and chat uh, love to chat to people there um, best of all if you like the show please do subscribe uh, and uh, leave a review um, I'd love to read some reviews out on the podcast okay well thanks for listening cheers <laughs>